welcome to The Brownstone with Jara Monique. I'm your host, Jara, and this is the show where we explore how people experience and engage with different aspects of life from their varied perspectives, all while sharing some laughs, some gags, and some advice. On today's episode, we're talking about box of life, and joining me today will be Shiv. <laughs> Hi, Shiv. Bless you. <laughs> Hi, Jara. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. I just had a little thing. I just had to clear my throat. I'm, I'm doing good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate your time and um, you being open enough to just speak with me here and to the listeners of this show and for, you know, the Brownstoners listening. Hey, um, but you guys don't know this, but this is only like the second time Shiv and I have had the pleasure of like meeting and speaking. And of course, in today's COVID world, it's all being done online, but <laughs> it still feels like we've met. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it feels like we've had a couple Definitely feels like we've probably had like a had a nice like coffee drink, you know, conversation. Like we've we've had a couple conversations and and so we we kind of we kind of have a good uh um a good understanding. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It does feel like we've had like coffee together. <laughs> and we have a good rapport going. And so I'm really excited to talk about Box of Life and I'm so happy that like you're here to talk about it with me and you've been incredible and amazing about how you've collaborated with me on this. And I believe this is like your first podcast that you've done, right? Absolutely. Yes. I'm, I am nervous for this because it's my first podcast. So I've never been on a podcast before. So this is, this will be uh, good because it's always a good first time. There's always a first time for everything. So (laughs) this is good. Yeah. This, this will be your first one. Like, as like so far as of yet, because I'm going to predict that you're going to have many more other podcast episodes in the future. And hopefully, this is, yeah. yes, yes. For good things. Yes. yes. Yeah. So Definitely. this is just like the, the starting, the starting place. And I'm happy to be the one that, you know, the universe has chosen you <laughs> in your journey, your podcast journey with, but yeah. So talking about collaborating and you were just so engaging and helpful in really putting this episode together and you really helped especially with this first segment what's the meaning where you were you were the one who threw out a bunch of really great words <laughs> for me and the one that we actually ended up choosing was one of the words that you suggested and I'm super excited to to delve into it with you Oh yeah, let's get into it. I'm excited. Yeah, should we just get into it? Let's get into it. All right. So as you all know, the first segment of the show is called What's the Meaning? And this is where we take a word that's related to today's topic or just one floating around in the zeitgeist and we discuss what it means in relation to ourselves. And today's word is authentic. <laughs> such a such a, a uh, important word. And and uh, I, I really like this segment, this um, the segment, what's the meaning? Um, it's definitely like such a, um, I like that you have it as an opener for the podcast. Um, but yeah, authentic is the word. Yeah. And I, I do this every single time. I'm always like, I can easily define these words because I like, you know, I've used them so frequently or I have like an understanding of them in my own life. And then I get on, like, it gets to the episode. I'm, you know, talking to the person and then I'm like, what's, you know, in this case, what's 
what does it mean to be authentic or what is like authenticity? And then I'm like, wait, well, what is authenticity? (laughs) (laughs) Time, you know, to quantify it. And I'm like, oh, I can't. (laughs) Yeah, it it definitely has like a a meaning from, um, I'll say at least for me, the the meaning like uh, of being being authentic. Um, uh, it, it's got like a, um, expression of your own, of your own self, of, of the things you like to do, just like the things you like to do can, can define like your authenticity, um, the ways you like to express yourself. Um, and so I think the, having a, having an understanding of, of who you are is, is your best way to be authentic. And, um, if, if you if you're trying to identify like who you are or uh, maybe like maybe you're in the middle of trying to identify um, what what you like to do or maybe what your real um, drive passion is uh, those things um, can identifying those things can help you be more authentic so so um, it's it's about it's really about like your pur- your purpose and what you're giving giving back to other people, and that's how that's how, that's how I see authentic. So that's how so, you see authentic. Wow, that's how I feel authentic. That's right. Yeah, feel not see feel feel. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is kind of like a, a feeling thing, right? Like it's something that you you feel coming from someone. Or that they feel coming from you. It's it's hard to, you know, I think intellect like intellectualize authentic. Like <laughs> it's yeah. either something you feel or you don't, you know, which absolutely which again makes it hard to define. Like <laughs> yeah. but Jara, I'm curious what you think authentic means and maybe how you how do you feel you express it? Mm, mm, oh, whoa, Shiv, okay. <laughs> too much, too much. <laughs> Are you taking over the hosting duties of my nope, own nope, 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 The host is, I'm not the host. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I love, I love it. Thank you. I, I love when people are asking me questions, but um, that's, what a big question that is. And mm, I'm gonna, question. you know, yeah. attempt to answer it. Um, and I'm also going to pose that same question to you when, when I'm done, you know, attempting to articulate myself, um, <laughs> but being authentic, I mean, I like how you refer to it as how we express ourselves and how we find our purpose or our, our what our purpose is, is like sort of integrated with being authentic Um, I can say for myself, I don't think I ever thought of it that way, which um, now that I've heard it, I'm like, oh, I really like that. (laughs) Um, And I kind of hope that I embody those things that you said um, in terms of my own authenticity. But I think when I was thinking of it, the word that kept coming to mind in relation to it for me was just honest. Like how honest of a person are you? And I don't know necessarily that I meant like, do you tell lies? Because we all tell lies, <laughs> big or small, you know? <laughs> I can definitely say that I've done that, yeah. Yeah, you know, same. So not that 
we necessarily always want to, but sometimes, you know, it ends up happening. But I think how honest are you about who you are is how I see, um, like being authentic or how I would define authentic is how honest are you about who you are? And similar to what you said, you have to know who you are in order to then be authentic, (laughs) which is the hard part. (laughs) Um, And so for myself, I don't think that I've always been authentic. I don't, I don't think that I have been because I, particularly in the past, I was definitely a people pleaser I definitely wanted to be what other people wanted or needed. Um, And so I wasn't always being my honest self, my most authentic self. Um, I know this is an audio recording. I'm going to raise, I'm going to raise my hand. That's been me. That's been me too. So. Oh, thank you. Okay, cool. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to know I'm not the only one who's, you know, put on, I don't know if I would call it a facade, but it, it, but in some way, don't we all do it? Don't we all have to do it? Like who you are when you show up at work versus who you are when you're at home versus like versus who you are when you're with your friends. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, like, I guess it's all you, but different aspects of you that you're bringing to the forefront. So like, is that authentic? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think you, I think you kind of try your best to sort of fit in to the different expectations that you have. And part of that comes with, um, maybe the early stage of it comes with, as you mentioned in the past, like people, people pleasing to some extent, but then eventually realizing that you, you have to, you have to make your own decisions for, you have to um, go with your own gut feeling about things and, and, sort of do the things that you want to do at the end of the day. And I think that feeling comes with time um, with, with just being, just being aware of that, that, you know, Hey, like I'm in this, I'm in this situation. I, I'm not necessarily, I, I might've been a people pleaser before, but I'm going to be cognizant, be aware that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I want to do, or I'm going to, I'm going to slowly try to move in that direction over time. Yeah, definitely. Which can be, it can be scary, I think, to fully step into your self, I think. And like, and perhaps I'm just speaking for myself, but like, there may be the risk of thinking like, will people want the real me, right? Will people, yes, you know, like, (laughs) yes, I'm saying yes. Yeah, Yeah. like, (laughs) No, they will. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're saying okay. Well, thank you. Yes, yes, they did. They will. People want the real you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and if they don't, right? Like that's kind of the saying. Well, well, those aren't the people for you, right? The people who mm-hmm. can appreciate who you are when you are being your most honest self, when you are, as you said, expressing yourself and doing the things that you love and living and walking in your purpose. If people can't understand that, then yeah, those aren't the people that you need to be around. But I think it takes, it takes a lot of time, like you said, and a lot of reflection to get to that place. Mm-hmm. Some people just innately cannot not be themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 
know, you just you just meet them and you're like this person's this person's you know like a, a real a real they're real AF you know so yeah you just know that and and you kind of envy those people a little bit um, I per, I'll say I do I do right because coming from in some ways I I in uh, would have felt um, in the past and and sometimes now still that that there's limitations that you know maybe I can't uh, do or say or be how I would ideally like to be uh, but then I see some person a uh, friend of mine who who uh, who is very much so that way they're just you know they just can't not be themselves you know and you hang out with them and you're like you have such a good time hanging out with them because you know that they're just an unfiltered uh, fun to be around person yeah. and, and uh, I think I, I to some extent envy it but then I realize I guess on the positive side of it that I can be that way too it's it's a, there's a possibility for for me to become that way too so um, to be more authentic you seem like a really like evolved person because <laughs> I'm like a Pokemon yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a, a really crazy cool Pokemon. Okay, I was about to say which one, even though I already know. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I don't know which one. Yeah, we'll get we'll get back to that one. But um, I, what what I mean by that, but you seem like you've gotten to that place where you've evolved because I've felt similarly where I've envied people who I've met and been like, wow that person is just unapologetically themselves and I've envied their freedom because that's what, you know, I saw was like, what, what it must be like to be that free from, you know, the pressures of the world, the pressures of society and culture. And, and that it differs for all of us, right? Like all those expectations, as you said, but in hindsight, I mean, I don't know what pressures they were really facing, but they had the courage to be themselves anyway. And I think that was the part where I just kind of like that jealous little petty person of me just couldn't get past that. Oh man, like they have the courage to just show up as themselves and you don't. And then I think, you know, you do like, I did that thing where I was like, Oh, I don't like that person because they're too much of this and they're too much of that. Instead of being like, why don't you try to embody what this person is showing you because you too could be this free, but it took me a while to get to that place. But I definitely, when I started was, I was definitely like, I can't take that person. They're too much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I can't, I can't, this is too much, but, but absolutely like, well, how could I try to be more like them or maybe embody the, the good, the good things that you see them doing. You know, yeah. just enjoying, just really just enjoying themselves and enjoying their life and making other people's and, and improving the lives of other people around them through their humor. Which is usually what it is with like, like this person is just having so much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> are they having so much fun? Why are they not riddled with like anxiety and insecurities the way that I am, you know, where I'm, right. I was second guessing and it sounds odd, I think. And that's just the sort of dichotomy that I, I usually find myself in. And I'm like in the process of like, I don't know, finding balance in. But I am like this extroverted introvert. I want to meet people. I want to talk to people. But I'm doing it 
mentally in a very strategic way. Like I'm coming up to you on purpose, like smiling and I'm coming up to you on purpose, you know, looking you in your eyes and saying, hi, and oh, I love your shirt. And like, none of that is a coincidence with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're very intentional. You're intentional. About yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't mean to sound like a psychopath, but like, <laughs> but I am worried, like I, ha- or I have been, I have been worried about how people perceived me for a really long time. And so I would come across trying to project what I wanted people to see as opposed to just being. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just, just like, okay, maybe this is what they want. And that, that I think is the antithesis of authenticity, mm-hmm. the, the killer of it, because, uh, you know, what, what do people want shouldn't be the, shouldn't be the, the way it's thought about, like being authentic should have nothing to do with what other people want or what other, what other people think, how they think you should act. And so, yeah, that's the killer of it. I would say that if, you know, to define what it, what it means to be, but then like the, the end all of it is to, is to base your decisions off of what you think your friends or, or even, you know, your family members want. Yeah. You, you put it perfectly. That was really succinct. That, that was like, wow. It's that evolved Pokemon in me. That's what it, it is. is. It is. You're so good. Yeah. I'm just like. You're yeah. so good. And I'm like Ash Ketchum. I'm just taking all the lessons. What are the, what yeah. is Pokemon <laughs> right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm like a Squirtle, but, but cooler. Yeah. Yes, I'm, the Pokemon is teaching me how to be a better person, a better human. And I'm like soaking in that knowledge. But I love what you said. That is the antithesis of authenticity, mm. is when you're anticipating other people's needs and desires above your own. And I mean, to give myself a little slack and a little grace, I mean, that's essentially what we're taught, right? Like (laughs) when you go out into the world, this is, you know, how you behave unless you want to be ostracized or whatever it is. And then there's added layers of that depending on what you look like, depending on where you're from. And so trying to navigate that is, it's not easy. So, you know, it's, I think it's okay that it's taken me a while to get to, my authentic place. Um, and funnily enough, I think the podcast has actually really helped me get there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's what it's, that's what it's all about. I mean, like the, the, um, uh, the vibe of, of, of um, your podcast is, is all about authenticity. And so that's why I like having this conversation about, about it. So. Yay. Well, I hope you still like it when I ask you this next question. Oh, God. <laughs> you knew it was coming, Jim. Okay. So, I knew. I knew. yeah. And we kind of, we kind of spoke about this already. So you can just like, you know, pontificate a little bit more, but do you feel that like you are authentic or, and more so like, how did you discover your authenticity? If so. Mm-hmm. So I will say that for a long time, I did not feel that way. Um, but I think putting myself alongside uh, alongside people that I would say are authentic, um, I would say that I'm pretty close to it. I would say that I feel like I'm pretty close to it. Um, so what I mean by that is, I guess the friends that are in my age group that I would say would be pretty authentic, 
you know, it, I enjoy hanging out with them more so now than I did in the past for kind of the reason of, I don't, I don't envy them as much as I did in the past. Um, and so um, I think I've grown in that way. Um, so uh, I would say I feel more authentic than, than I did in, you know, maybe back in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think, um, and I think the, um, another aspect of it is like with um, being like, uh, I would say a very authentic group of people is our, our elder people, like older people mm-hmm. are, they're very, very authentic. They have a uh, don't waste any time type attitude um, for a lot of things. And so um, benchmarking against that, I would say, um, um, because I do, I do uh, work with, with um, people who, with older people and, and older meaning like in the sixties. Um, and so they just kind of get right to it. They just, they, they don't have time to waste, you know, they don't have time to waste. And that rubs off on you, right? You, you kind of rub off on the people around you rub off on you and likewise. And so, and so that I think definitely is something I've noticed that I've changed with like a, a um, life, not life, not life is too short, but maybe just to just have fun and kind of keep, keep, keep things moving. And, and so I think I, again, I would, would have say I would improve, have improved in that way um, by being, being exposed to uh, people who just, I would say live pretty authentically and, um, and their life's purpose is like, they're, they're just trying to get right to it. And yeah. So, um, and um, as far as how I discovered it, the, I would probably say that it's, it's ongoing. Um, I mean, I would say it's recent, right? Like uh, maybe within the last year or two. Um, and, and I think it starts with awareness. So the awareness that you're doing something because you want to do it and not, and even though you have pressures from other um, sources, you, you have the awareness that, okay, well, but this is what I want to do. Um, and that those, those like, I would say small decisions, um, sometimes they're small decisions uh, and, and the expression of that, it builds over time and, and you kind of start to develop your own sense of your own sense of you, your own sense of self through those little, those little steps. And eventually they become bigger things like, okay, well, you know, you, um, Jara, you can relate to this. Um, eventually you started your podcast and so you take these little steps over time that build you up to be yours you who you're truly meant to be and and that i so it's a process of discovering your authenticity yeah yeah wow thank you for sharing that i i completely agree it's a process and it's not an overnight process it's not an easy process by any means <laughs> but it feels worthwhile because as we said before, like you're you're able to just live in your purpose and, and embody it. And you're also like, you become free, you become freer of like all those expectations, all the things that can cloud your mind and your judgment. And you just get to be you. And it's nice to know that like being you at the end of the day is a good thing to be like. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's like once we get past the envy, like you said, and it's like, wait a minute, but I'm me. Hey, okay? I don't have to want to be like X, Y, and Z anymore. 
you know, and I love that you mentioned like working with older people and saying like, you know, getting right to it, getting past, you know, the sort of pleasantries and the things that we say, you know, we have to do in order to engage like in a, I don't know, not social, but in a, what's the word I'm thinking of? Civilized, like in a civilized way, like whatever this notion of civility that has been um, forced upon us. But I remember for the longest time, um, one of my best friends, um, shout out to you, Nancy, love you. Um, (laughs) For the longest time, like she was always like lauded as like the sort of antisocial one out of us because um, it'd be like, oh, here I am just going up to everybody running my mouth. And then here she is like being more select about who she's talking to, what she's talking about. And I'm just like, girl, don't you want to just meet as many people as possible? And like, you know, and I, you know, I couldn't get it. I was like, I don't really get it. Like it's it's more fun this way. But she's like, no, I just hate that, you know, mundaneness of like, how are you? What do you do? And like that we force ourselves to have. And I was just like, you know, but it's part of it. I was like, it's part of it. And it's, it's, it's not that bad. And then, you know, upon a little bit of like reflection, I was like, wait a second. I hate that too. I was like, why? <laughs> why am I forcing myself <laughs> to yeah, go I think, through that? Yeah, it's kind of a feeling that you have where you're just like, um, man, I don't really want to have like a small talk type conversation, you know, yes. um, like why, you know, why should I do it? And 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 so sometimes you'll find yourself in like a situation you're just, you know, you might be this, you might be normally be pretty social, but in, in another situation, you're just kind of like, might just sit back and, and not be as engaged just because, you know, most of it is just small talk. I think that happens like, um, at like networking events and things like that. Like I have like I, people who I know to be kind of social, but when there's like a bunch of new people in a place and they're, they're they're not necessarily like chatting everybody up um so uh, they they can hang back too and so and i'm the same way like i, I like talking to people um uh, i like meeting people and and um and having and small talk it, you know it's uh it it makes it it makes things a little bit more interesting when you when you're when you have a dumb conversation with somebody that lasts like 20 seconds. And, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes things more interesting. Um, and so, but all the times it's just like, you know, I just don't feel like saying anything. So. Yeah. It's because it's, it's unnecessary. And I, and I understand like where she's coming from now because it is that like small talk. It's like, why, why it's so surface level, right? Like you don't really walk away knowing anything about the person, nor, nor do they really know anything about you, but you can kind of pat yourself on the back a little bit for having like, well, I talked to, you know, I was in this networking event and I talked to 25 people and it's like, okay, well, what, what did you learn about those 25 people? Well, uh, Sean's from (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well you, you mingled with 25, 30 people, or you could have had a really interesting in-depth conversation with five and walked away having learned something, you know, interesting about yourself or the world or whatever. So, you know, like that sort of quality versus quantity. And I think I had that backwards for a really long time. Cause I thought, you know, that's what you're supposed to be is just social and get along with everyone. Like that's what 
you're supposed to do, but then it's like, no, like when you can actually connect with people, I think that's what you're supposed to do. Like you're supposed to connect with people. And Mm -hmm. I like admire. And again, for a long time, was a a little intimidated by those people who skipped the small talk and just were like, tell me something real. And I was like, Oh (laughs) yeah. 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 I would be intimidated by that too. If someone said that to me, but, but, um, you know, it, it, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, the, the, the more like, actual quality type conversations that you have with people um uh they leave you feeling more you know more connected and um and you know they give you the deeper like i guess fulfilling conversations that you that you want to have that that you only have once in a while yeah and because we really don't have those like deep deep type conversations often you know um if you i guess maybe um, I'll think about it for myself, but um, like a serious, like, and maybe, maybe it totally depends on, on your social circle, I guess. Maybe you hang out with your friends all the time or speak about myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, but maybe you have a lot of people that you hang out with. So when, when you're in that setting, you're not necessarily interacting um, one-on-one with somebody. Um, and so I think, you know, just, just taking like a, just having that one-on-one conversation with somebody unfiltered, authentic conversation. Um, it, it's a very fulfilling conversation to have. And I think it doesn't necessarily have to be with somebody that you know, but it could be with somebody that, that you meet in, it could be like a networking session or something like that. Like maybe at a career fair, you just kind of strike up a person out, um, strike up with somebody that's there. Um, it could be, um, if you're super open, it could be in a Starbucks. If you just meet somebody and see something, uh, Jara, like like yourself, you know, you just walk up to someone and compliment them on their on their shirt or something. But, I um, have done that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, that's like super. That's um, super confident. I don't. I don't. I don't have that. I don't have that level of of conversation starting ability yet. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't done it often, but I've done it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, hopefully, as you said, you know, we develop, like, our, you know, or get closer to our most, you know, authentic self. And then we're able to to have more of these conversations, more of these interactions, because they are invigorating. Like, you know, I know, even though it's it's late right now, we're having this this talk, like, when we finish this Zoom, like, I already know like I'm going to feel energized because I've spent time like having quality conversation with someone and learning something. So (laughs) you definitely feel it. Like um, I used to host meetups, but again, these were, these were group style meetups with about 10 people. And, but we would have a networking session afterwards and we would talk about one-on-one and you would just feel like super energized afterwards. And, and, um, and really, um, like motivated and and just like yeah like you said full of full of um motivation i guess yeah so yeah which is i feel like the goal like that's what we should want to feel or like want the energy we want to leave people with you know when we part ways with them is like that sense of like invigoration or motivation or whatever you know when they when they leave our presence and and vice versa so and again, like, 
it's a journey. It's a process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hopefully everyone listening, um, take your time and give yourself some some grace as you as you get there but i love where this conversation is going and i feel like it's it's a perfect lead up to box of life and what we're talking about connecting authentically with people so before we head into our second segment the main topic discussion we're going to take a short little break and we'll be right back Hello, and welcome back to the show. We are now headed to our main topic discussion known as the stoop. And this is where we get real, put our satin bonnets on, as I always like to say, and get comfortable. And as I mentioned, today we're talking about Vox of Life. So Shiv, I mean, essentially, what is Vox of Life? And what is your role in the company, if you don't mind sharing? Vox of Life is our connection with other people and it's our way for us to help and make sure that people stay connected and the the goal of it is really to have a conversation similar to this one and just a really down-to-earth simple conversation not a lot of metaphysics and and complicated stuff just really simple get to know you type conversation with someone else and we realize that there's a lot of power in these conversations and uh, i would say power meaning uh, they're good for the people having the conversation so it's a fulfilling um and an inspiring type of conversation to have and the really it's a just a beneficial way to for two people to 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 get together and just talk to each other. As far as my role in Box of Life, I do the outreach to try to try to just spread the word about it. So outreach um, in terms of uh, letting people know uh, what is Vox of Life, why why they might want to use it, uh, why why quite frankly they should use it in in this in this time, and so everything outreach related. Essentially, would you describe Vox of Life as a platform for people to connect in, I'm going to use our word, authentic and genuine, um, or to have authentic and genuine conversations with one another, utilizing like the Vox of Life platform? So, so the, goal, the goal of Vox of Life is for people to find someone else that they might connect with and it really just enjoy the experience of talking to another person just for the pure benefit of um, sharing their sharing their their personality sharing their their beliefs their interests their uh, what they like what they don't like and being more comfortable with opening up to to someone else and and identifying, finding that authentic side of themselves. That is, so yes, sorry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, long answer, but yes, that, that, is, that is it. Okay. And where it may differentiate, and I mean, this, this seems like implied, but just to clarify for people, 
like these conversations are taking place not amongst people that you typically know already, but these conversations you're hoping to provide people the space to have these conversations with people that you don't know that you've never met. Yes, absolutely. So with with the way the the platform box of life works, we have it set up so that uh, two new people who two people who don't know each other would be matched on a spontaneous phone call where they would be able to just have a voice only conversation and and the voice only side of it really helps focus on the conversation on the words the people themselves would not would typically not know each other and i say that because if if they talk to somebody and they really enjoyed like and enjoyed that conversation they can always talk to the same person again so but if they want to meet somebody new they can meet someone new so the um, intention is for to have those authentic conversations okay yeah so you've said a lot of like key buzzwords that i like i want to ask you um further questions about but before i get to that i kind of want to start at the beginning to like where did this idea come from like <laughs> who were you and your friends just sitting around one day and you're like you know what would be cool if like, <laughs> we could develop this company where we got people talking in a way that they don't really talk anymore like how how did this come about because it's you and two other um people right who are behind yes. this okay yes it's me and two others and myself and um me myself and i um, <laughs> And the the way that it came about was for selfish reasons, wanting to be able to continue meeting people. But because of the the social distancing that we we had to follow, we weren't able to meet people, um, go out, meet people, and so we wanted to emulate or at least have something similar to that. Part of it also was inspired because um, going back to authenticity, the need to f- have a um, authentic conversation without without filters. So we wanted this to be voice only and no types of um, similar things, I guess, like that you would see on Instagram that that would pr- that would create a a bias with um, someone else or maybe just a, a pre-screen of someone else. So we wanted to kind of remove that totally. Uh, just make it about a topic that you're interested in and a, and just have the two people there. Yeah. And, and that was, that was the pure idea. That was the, the simple, the simple idea. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that. And And I feel like the pandemic, I mean, has brought like a lot of, things you know upon so many people but it seems like largely like innovation has also been like a huge one that it's that it's brought about for so many of us of like how can we reimagine things that we've known before and I love that like this is one way to reimagine socializing again right because we can't safely go to bars anymore we can't safely go to, you know, baseball games, basketball games, concerts, you know, ways in which we may have met people, you know, before, or even go to your workplace for so many people. You can't do that anymore. So I love the notion of 
having to reimagine what it will look like in the world that we currently live in and still being able to meet and engage with people in a way that's authentic, in a way that you said is without the filters, is without any sort of preconceived notions of who someone is. Because we get all of that with Instagram. We get all of that with even the other apps like Bumble, for instance, or anything that requires you to put up a couple of pictures and put up this like bio and, and tell people who you are in, you know, 125 characters. Like how, like how, how can you authentically do that? Like right. you, you're a lot of it has to do with, again, what do people want to see? Mm-hmm. And, and so you're kind of doing things just based on, well, what do people want to see? What's going to give me the likes? What's going to give me the, the follows. And so, yeah, that's Sorry. exactly why. Yep, that's exactly why um, it's not, it's a, you know, a voice, voice only. And it, uh, it fills, a, it fills a gap that we saw that we felt like wasn't, wasn't um, currently out there. And we intentionally wanted it to be voice only for that reason. Okay. Cause that was, that was one of my questions for you. It was like, why voice call? Because so many people, like, I feel like, you know, maybe this is a trope and it's not actually true, but I don't feel like people call each other with the same frequency that we used to. Maybe um, older generations, and I'm not trying to stereotype, they're just more familiar with picking up the phone and calling. But I feel like a lot of our younger generation, um, we become so attuned to just texting and messaging and DMing that like, or even just like, snapchatting like just sending a flick of ourselves or like a meme or like you know where we're not actually engaging in like a call like um so I was so curious is like why voice call especially in a world where we don't typically do that anymore yeah absolutely I think I think the the thing is that we love those types of things we we really like you know to scroll on Instagram see what other people are doing and to post our own things to see the stories, to get on TikTok, all that stuff. We love doing that stuff. And I think the thing is that it, that we don't realize that there's those, I guess, I don't want to say false authenticity, but there's that, there's that feeling of, of falseness to it. And, and that was, that was a motivating, that was a big part of, you know, why we, we wanted to keep it voice only. And so, you know, we, we obviously love like, you know, using those things and, and, um, and, but I think, I think that there's been more and more information out there to say that like people feel, people can feel more depressed by like scrolling through social media where they're seeing other people doing great things, but that's all just a, you know, a look. Right. And and um, you know, hopefully they're doing all those things, but but the fact of the matter is that they're just posting the good things that are happening. And and that that was kind of a that was something we wanted to address. So we we um, well, we we noticed that vo- that voice only was the way to eliminate a lot of that, and we f- we felt like that would be a great way for for people to to connect and and yes you're right we don't like to use phones we we struggle with with calling people right we'd rather just text and and to be absolutely uh clear about it like we 
we have no we don't want to take a dig at like texting and and like no no know, of course no you know like th- those are great like great communication methods but mm-hmm. but we're just simply offering something that's more authentic and and uh more spontaneous and more um more fun quite frankly um because it's more it's way more interactive if you're actually talking to somebody and so um about something you're interested in versus um sort of scrolling through a news feed yeah yeah and so that that's what we're that's that's what we're we're offering and that's why that's what we that's that's our um our goal is to to give that in in um in uh, but but not to say that like other things are you know not you shouldn't use those other things that's that's not at all what we're saying yeah yeah no i didn't i didn't take it that way as like you guys making a sort of declaration against like texting or, (laughs) or sending memes or utilizing other forms of communication. Like, no, of course um, those things will still always exist as far as we know, because they are very convenient. Right. What I, what I found so interesting about it being voice. And that's why I like asked that question was because, and I'm someone like, I like talking I like talking on the phone. I'm one of those people who like annoyingly likes talking on the phone. So um, me and my like best friends, we set up phone dates and I I had a friend who for like the longest time um, would only message me. And I was just like, I was like, why can't I just call you? Like we could just have this conversation in like five minutes instead of texting back and forth for an hour and we could just get right to it and just be like, and, um, and I had to do like baby steps with him. So I'd send him like voice notes and then (laughs) the voice notes eventually led to the calls because I was like, because there's something, there's something vulnerable about hearing somebody's voice, I find. And you place yourself in a vulnerable position because a lot of things can be misconstrued through text. Um, a lot of things can be taken out of context. Like, but like hearing someone's voice, you can feel for the most part, and obviously people speak differently, but you can feel for the most part their emotions their intonations, their cadence. Like you can tell if they're joking. You can tell if they're a little sad. You can tell, you know what I mean? In a way that you cannot get that from a text unless it's riddled with like emojis. And like, so I, I kind of love that because you are already um, stepping out on this venture to have, you know, a meaningful conversation with someone that at the beginning you may not know. And then you're adding to that level of, I'm really going to make an effort and try and I really want to engage with people in a way that I haven't before by also making it a voice call. So it, yeah. and it does lend to that authenticity, I feel, because now you're hearing my authentic voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, you brought up a good point that, that um, you're vulnerable when you use your voice or, or you, you, you expose a vulnerability when you use your voice because, because you, you know, the things that you say over text, you might not necessarily want to say them over the phone, right? Yeah. And so we, we, we know those like keyboard warriors, right? When, you, when you're like scrolling through YouTube with YouTube comments and then there's people just like on there just saying whatever and, or, or even commenting on a social media post or something. Um, you know, there's people that will say things that they would never necessarily say it if they were talking to someone directly. And so... Um, you do expose that vulnerability and, and, um, and the, 
the best thing I think would be to um, to translate and and have that conversation, you know, with somebody versus slinging things at them that you wouldn't really be able to say, or you wouldn't really say if you were on if you were in front of them. You know, you have to have a real conversation with them, and so that that skill is a really important one to have. Yeah, it is, and I think it's um. It's something that maybe has to be nurtured in in a lot of us again, because I think it, you can get so used to and attuned to just firing off, you know, a quick text without really thinking about it. Um, and then maybe later on, because maybe because I'm just an overly analytical person, but then I'll I'll, I'll go back and read it again and I'll be like, did that sound rude? Like, <laughs> you right. know, yeah. I'll, I'll analyze my, myself, but I'll be like, no, well, no, that's not how I met, you know? But again, yeah, like you said, if you're speaking there, there is, I feel a little more care, a little more attention you put into your words. Um, at least, at least I try to do that. Um, but I, you know, I have been known to put my foot in my mouth. That happens too all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like there is at least the attempt to, put a little more care into how I'm responding and to actually listening because listening is a skill is a skill as well. So I think it just sounds like so cool. Like the whole concept of box of life <laughs> kind of brings me to an, uh, another question because you mentioned this word um, a few times, but like, why is spontaneity like a part of box of life and like what I'm going to call its core principles, which I don't know if you would call it that, but uh, yeah. Why is spontaneity a part of it? I think part of it comes back to our wanting to like create box of life. So uh, being able to just have a conversation in, in, you know, at a, at a bar or, or um, so we're in, I guess in a, you know, on a college campus or, just meeting somebody um, and having that small, small talk type conversation. Um, spontaneity, those are all, those all involve spontaneity. And, and um, spontaneity is a big part of just not, not really thinking about what to say and just kind of having, just having a real conversation. And, um, and so that's, so spontaneity is, I think it, it's, it, it really defines what our, our message is and what, what our, what we would like for um, people to, to find through Vox of Life, like that spontaneous, that spontaneousness, um, that spontaneity. It, it gives you that like energy that, you know, spontaneity requires energy, but it gives you energy back. And so we, we, we said earlier that like, you know, after this conversation, we're both going to be like, man, this was a great conversation. Mm And, you know, and, and like you really have like a um, a fulfilling and and uh, and just get to know you type uh, vibe and and so spot that's all it's all spontaneity right like it 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 changes your day right you're like man you know I had a long day but but uh, had a good conversation or you know I just just ran and bumped into this person out of nowhere uh, maybe I knew them maybe I didn't but. We, we we got connected so like we exchanged numbers and everything and and we're gonna meet up and so it's it's all it's all a spontaneous type uh interaction every interaction that's really like that you find fulfilling i feel like has some layer of spontaneity to it 
I would say that, you know, the, the spontaneity makes it fun. I agree. I think, um, and maybe I should speak for myself, but like, um, trying to sort of maintain a level of control over life, which sometimes feels so big, right. That you're just like, you know, we, we don't really know what's going to happen to us, right. Like any given day, but we try to maintain control in these ways that we know how, but like, I'm getting up at a certain time. I'm going to this place of work. I'm going to this place because it has my favorite coffee every day. And I'm going to this supermarket because it carries, you know, the brand of oat milk that I like or whatever, you know? So <laughs> we, we spend our days in these very like planned out and controlled ways that, yeah, I agree. We don't necessarily leave space a lot of the time for spontaneity to happen or to really be spontaneous. Like, and it can almost be, I mean, and it it depends on the person. So I guess I would say for me, like sometimes even the notion of doing something spontaneous, like if someone, you know, like a friend were to just like call me and be like, Hey, I'm five blocks away, come outside and let's go for like a ride around the city right now. I'd be like, wait, what? Like, (laughs) you, you didn't give me any notice. Like you, I'm, it's, it's 930. Like I can't, I have to go to bed in an hour and a half. Like, (laughs) so I love that there can be a, a, like a, a curated space for spontaneity because, which sounds, maybe that sounds like an oxymoron, but providing the space for spontaneity to happen because ultimately you don't know who the voice on the other side is. And you don't necessarily know where the conversation is going to go. So you leave space for, for that to happen, for something wonderful to happen, essentially. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I know you said, you said, you just said so many good things that, that um, going all the way back to like the, um, you know, how we live in like the controlled, like we really try to, you know, micromanage our own lives and, um, and we got lists, we got, you know, I got to do this, this, and this. It's always, it's always um, something that you have to do that seems really important. And if your list is really, really um, uh, well made, it's, they're probably all important things. And so, uh, but yeah, that, that level of control can remove a lot of the excitement that we have because we know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen next. And, and if it's not, if it's not something that, you've planned then maybe it's maybe you have to you know help somebody else out or maybe you know your your boss or whoever like you have to you know it's whatever they ask you to do so um so so i guess the the level of control um definitely is on is on our end and that curated curated spontaneity at the time for just curated spontaneity is 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 a good way to describe it um it's an oxymoron yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it like it it makes it, you know, I think I don't know, more seem more accessible to to all of us who who instead of just saying like you're going to do this, you know, wild spontaneous thing and I want you to have a conversation, you know, with a stranger and we'd all be like, "Hmm, I don't think so." <laughs> but if yeah. we say, you know, we're providing the space to have a conversation with someone that maybe you don't know, but based on something that you are actually interested in and could find, you know, someone who's also maybe interested in the same thing, then it, then it, it's still spontaneous, but in a way that I feel like more of us could wrap our minds around, right? Like more Mm -hmm. of us would be willing to go, Oh, okay. Now that I understand (laughs) that I can do. (laughs) Yeah. 
Absolutely. It, it's definitely a new, you know, not everyone, not everyone is, 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 you know, speak about myself, um, willing to walk up to a new person and just and compliment them on their shirt or, you know, do something along those lines. But, um, the, I guess that's a good way to think about it, that if you had something of interest to, to converse with, to, to have a conversation on, um, you de- it definitely removes a lot of the, uh, are they like anxiety? The anxiety, I think anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Not, not the awkwardness, the anxiety is that's what I was looking for, but, um, it removes that and gives you, uh, a lot more to start with. So, um, one of the things we do is we, we will give like conversation starters. Oh, nice. To, to, um, to, to new, you know, to the, uh, people starting if it's their first you know their first conversation with that person we'll give them a con we'll give them a conversation starter and uh, and that's usually like a prompt to to start with and um and that's that's been a good way for for them to have you know something to start with and and just sort of ease the ease the anxiety for sure yeah which yeah. i think is like awesome i think that's that's what i think will get people in the space to have these authentic conversations if there is a lessening of like the anxiety because the anxiety inhibits us most a lot of us in so many ways especially if you consider yourself an introvert especially if you you know have social anxiety or things of that nature this is something that you can do that sort of alleviates that you know a little bit like you said especially with a prompt like that's you know not you awkwardly going how are you where are you from? You know, what's your name? You know, like, yeah. like let's, let's get past that. And you know what, what's even better. You don't have to think of the prompt yourself, which can also be anxiety inducing. It's like, hmm. we're going to help you out, which I think is like super cool. And it's also kind of like what I want to bring up in terms of like the channels, like are the prompts part of the channels or like what, what are the channels? So the channels are, are the, whatever um, topics of interest people might have and um if they if they want to connect on a specific on something specific that's what the channel would be for and um they um i'm i'm a huge like i like baking so i might want to like talk to people about like what they're baking what 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 new recipes they're trying and and because i have bad luck with googling recipes and and getting them to work so um but yeah, so that would be like a top, that would be a channel of something I would, I would want to talk to somebody about. And it really just, it gives you, it gives you kind of a purpose to bond. It gives you a, a purpose to, for your conversation, right? And so the channels are, are very, very useful and very, um, that's what Vox of Life is. It's like a, you being you, you being yourself and, but you know, what are you interested in? Well, what do you want to, what do you want to learn more about? Um, so you go to those channels, find those things. Wow. I like that. But it's also, it's also making me think like, what would be my channel? And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what my own personal, like what channels I would be drawn to actually, which is interesting. And maybe it takes us back to like knowing ourselves and like that authenticity question. Cause now like after this, I'm going to be, I'm really going to be like, what? what would be my channel like <laughs> i think part of um i think part of authenticity is once in a while you question yourself you're like what, what is this like what am, <laughs> is this really is this really what i'm you know do i really like these uh 
whatever, right? Yeah, so, yeah, no, yeah. I got the questioning part down on lock. Like, I think, like, <laughs> like I'm an expert at the questioning. It's the, it's the rest of it. I yeah, but man, okay, that's gonna be a good one. I will we'll have to have like a follow-up podcast and like I'll, I'll have my list of channels that I'm like, these are the channels where I wanna connect with people. But I love that there are places where people can, even if you have like niche interests or whatever, that you can learn more and you can engage with people more who who share maybe a similar interest, which is which is nice because even in our in our friendship groups, our peer groups, like we don't always have friends that enjoy the same things as us or, you know, um, oh, now I know my channel, I would be in the astrology channel. <laughs> Ooh, okay, cool. Okay. I got it. Yes. 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 <laughs> got one. <Yeah. laughs> There's so many people that love astrology. So everyone, that's, that's one thing that everyone's like, man, I wish I, I wish I went outside more and looked at the stars. I mean, I bet if you ask somebody that, they'll be like, yeah, I wish I did that more. Yeah, I'm going to be in the Ashali channel. We're going to be like unpacking <laughs> birth charts. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm a Sagittarius son. And it's like, tell me everything about you. Um, yeah, and I love that. But so that brings me really to my follow-up question to that would be then, who is like the target user? Like, do you guys have an idea of like a target user? Um is it, and this question, I don't know if when I sent this to you, you laughed at me, but I'm laughing at myself, but is it meant to be like a dating app? Is it meant to be a find a friend app? Is it meant to even be an app at all? Because I was like, I don't think it's an app. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's definitely, right now it's a web, it's a web platform. Right like a now. web platform. Okay. It's a web platform. So there's a website for it. Um, there is a um there's a sign up on the website. So it's all done through a website. So it's a web platform right now. And um, the app is the, the app would be the, we're moving in the direction of making an app for it. And so, yes, so it is, I would say it is an app because that, that's the, that's the objective of it. And so just to not be confused, it's a, just a web platform right now. Um, yeah. So the target, the target user would it doesn't necessarily fall in, you know, a specific like demographic, age group, location, or anything like that. There's been so much impact from the social distancing, and we know that it affects a lot of people. But what I think is overlooked is the 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 social isolation um, people feel because of it. Um, that I think is 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 overlooked the magnitude of that and like the impact of, of a lot of people feeling social isolation. And so we've seen, you know, people wanting to get back together with their families, right. Over Thanksgiving and and Christmas and, and the holidays. And, and it's been more difficult, right. Um, With, with that. And so uh, the target user is really uh, somebody who, who's just looking to, um, have a, a conversation once in a while with someone new. Make it what you want to make it. It's not not like you have to meet some type of objection objective. Uh, make it what you want to. And and uh, so no, not a not a friend find. Not necessarily a friend finding app. Definitely not a dating app. Good. No, I think it's. I think it's. It's, it's yeah. like funny. Like I like I wrote that question. I was like, 
this may be a ridiculous question, but I think it's important to have that sort of clarification yeah, um, yeah, out there because it can be, you know, easy to misconstrue. Like you said, there is a lot of isolation happening and that, you know, can be romantic isolation as well as social isolation in so many ways. So, um, so I can definitely understand why someone would maybe look to this platform and be like, Oh, this could be a good place to meet someone as a potential like romantic interest. But I think it is important to say that is not the, the premise or the goal of the platform. It is really to connect people, um, spontaneously, genuinely. Yeah. It's not, it's not, um, it's not built like a dating app. Um, it's not, you know, there's no swiping, there's no pictures, right? So all those things kind of are, I, I would say, you know, it would, it just doesn't function that way, but it, it's more about the, the conversations that, that people, that people have. And, um, and so it's very focused on the voice and very focused on just the, um, the connection. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, um, that's the way we felt that it, it works the best. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, for anyone who might hear this and go, what? No, that's crazy. Um, I would say the way that like, it makes sense to me. And I mean, Shiv, you can tell me whether or not this is like in, in line with what you all were, were hoping to create. But the way I think about it is like when we first start a job or we first, you know, start a class at uni you know, we're walking into the job and we're walking into that class, not knowing who's going to be in there with us, right? Who our classmates are going to be or who our coworkers are going to be. But we know that like, if I'm walking to this history one-on-one class, I can have maybe a safe bet that like, there's some history majors in here. There's some people with an interest in history alongside myself, even though I don't necessarily know them. And then within that class, it's going to be people from all different backgrounds, all different ages, different gender identities. And it's the same when you walk into a job. Like if we all work for the same company, then I know we have maybe a similar goal in this company, even though our roles within it will be different. But I don't essentially know my coworkers until I get to know them. So it's it's operating the same way, but it's just operating in this in this one platform. So it's taking, like you said, something we would have done before, go to school, go to work, and we're, we're, we're innovating it and we're moving it into like this, well, not we, because I don't have anything to do with it, but <laughs> you all are creating this platform and shifting that experience and moving it, you know, so that it becomes accessible to, to all of us, not just the people in the class, not just the people at the job, you know? So that's kind of how I, I made sense of it, but I hope maybe that those examples help people make sense of it as well <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah we try to we try to um, make it as simple as possible yeah so. yeah which i which i think you all have done and i thank you so much for just talking to me about box of life and you know answering all my questions <laughs> my you know maybe invasive questions um so yeah um i don't know is there anything else that you want to share about um box of life that maybe we haven't discussed already or um so i think we we really did cover like we really did cover everything i will have the website um in the show notes and so you all can check out the website for yourself you can sign up for the waiting list and and when the platform becomes right like more widely available then we can all just get to chatting <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so we're going to head for our last and final break, and we'll be right back with the roundup. 
All right, and we are back from our last and final break. And now it is time for the roundup. And this is where we wrap up what we've discussed and maybe even learned from our talk today. And this will also be the space for listener letters and feedback should you all want to write into the show at the Brownstone Podcast at gmail.com. And you can also leave comments on our social media at the Brownstone Podcast on Instagram. So I think really the final question I want to ask is more of um, for anyone who's looking to maybe begin a startup or who has an idea and doesn't necessarily know what to do with it, what sort of advice could you offer them? I mean, if, if any. <laughs> so I think the biggest thing from the ideas that I've, that I've worked on really um, trying to, trying to come up with a way to like present it to people. Um, so a pitch, um, having a way to say like, this is my idea, like a, something that's maybe like a, a minute or two, um, what really helps is like if you if depending on what it is, um, if you want us like apply for like a grant or something like that, something where you have to really like put your idea in front of people um, and then really just working on like how to how to present it. Um, there can be so many different types of um, avenues that that a new entrepreneur can go. Right. They can go into like starting a small business, like a, a brick and mortar shop. Um, they can um, go into creating a podcast. Uh, maybe they want to go into an online uh, presence, right? So but really it's just, um, it comes down to uh, getting better at like how you say things, what, like be very cognizant of how you say things. And um, because uh, it, your public speaking and your way you communicate things makes a huge difference. So presenting, putting yourself in front of people and, um, and letting people know, uh, that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of one of, one of my tips. Um, yeah, I think that was a great one. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I never really thought about that as like, you know, putting together a pitch and I, I, I would agree because I, um, and what, when you were saying that, what I thought of was like, kind of like get, precise about what it is that you want to do or what you hope to accomplish. And um, like you said, that kind of um, can relate to so many things across the board, not just um, like you said, developing a tech thing or developing a podcast. Like even I had to be like, what exactly is your show about? Like, <laughs> What do you hope to accomplish with it? Like you said, how could I explain this to people? And you know, it, it's, it's, it's nice to have like the, the seed of the idea but you, you really have to, you really have to water it and you have to nurture it. So um, I would uh, definitely co-sign on what Chip said. And then I would also say like, if you have an idea and especially if it's something that keeps coming back to you and just won't leave you, like definitely do something about it. Like, I think it's worth it to yourself. It's worth it to your, your idea. It's worth it to your, your vision, your creativity, your, it's worth it to you to, you know, put it out there and, into the world um, because it, it, it came to you for a reason. I know that sounds like so wishy-washy, but like, <laughs> you know, like it's, it, I think it's true. I think it's valid. Like so many people have so many wonderful, wonderful ideas that they never get to pursue, whether it's a lack of confidence, a lack of resources. But um, I think it really starts with believing that your idea is valid and that um, you can, you can make it, um, something tangible 
you know, from that idea stage into the real world. But that mm-hmm. takes you, you know, kind of actually believing that first. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. But yeah, so I, on that note, that will be the end of today's show. And Shiv, thank you so much. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That was so much. That was an awesome podcast. So that was the best podcast ever. <laughs> Every other podcast that ever happened. No, no. Okay, most of the other ones that ever happened that was better than every other podcast. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like you said, we gotta, we gotta treat things as if they're already fact. I agree. <laughs> fact. It's fact. Fact. It's 100. Totally different, totally different um, feeling when something is like, you're like, okay, this is a fact, right? It's already, it's not like maybe it'll happen. It's like, it's a fact. So <laughs> Yeah. So awesome podcast. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the best podcast I've ever done. Um, (laughs) And thank you. um, Yeah. Thank you all for listening. So please be sure to check out Vox of Life and join the waiting list. And as I mentioned, that will be in the show notes. So you can all check it out. And um, Shiv, I don't know if you want, but you know, we'll also have the social media. Um, available yeah. if, if you're down for that so people can follow and keep up with the latest news and what's happening um, yeah. yeah and just thank you thank you all for listening to the Brownstone with Jara Monique please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts Spotify Ghana wherever you get your pods and you can also follow us on social media at the Brownstone Podcast on Instagram and yeah stay tuned for next week's episode love you all bye bye